Welcome back into the program, the Bill Michaels Show on the air. Good to have you. Good to have you. On this uh, wet Tuesday, it was snowing. Earlier it was raining, then it was snowing, and it was coming down on the giant wet big fat flakes that look like saran wrap falling from the sky. Now it's back to a steady rain. I'm all for it. I'm noticing suddenly I looked outside and just surprisingly, I can see my fire pit now. I couldn't see it before. The snow was up over it. It was just a, like a big you know mound in the middle of the yard. Now you can actually see it. So, hey, if it's melting, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. You like a little snow at Christmas time after that? <laughs> Done, gone. Let's go. Let's get back to 85 and sunny. I know everybody up north needs the snow, and the ski hills need the snow, and the snowmobilers want the snow. I get that. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, you know, and I, I don't snowmobile. Um, it's not that I can't or don't like it. I just don't usually have time for it this time of year. We're, uh, you know, we're uh, nuts deep in in Packers coverage and Super Bowl coverage, and when we get back, all of a sudden it's baseball coverage. So we just don't get a chance to. But we'll see. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Mark uh, says he's a one year guy. Relax. That's just it, Mark. You can't. That you can't because, like Ryan Wood said, you you believe you've got a franchise quarterback. It takes decades for some teams to find a franchise quarterback, and you believe that you have now found a third one. And what you're hoping for knock on wood, is that again, for the next decade, you've got a franchise quarterback. That's what you're hoping for. That would give you 40-plus years of franchise quarterback play. Just that. And and it's not a matter of letting him slip away, because that's not going to happen. It's just a matter of how much do you do now and what length of contract do you want to go? You know? Because you, you, you know, the one season does not a career make. But you also have to say, this is what the numbers that you put up equate to. But it's one season. And it wasn't a great season. It was an eye-opening, very good start for what the team thought was going to be a rebuild just to see if he's the guy. Okay, now he's the guy. You got belief. You know, now he's the guy. You have a belief. But can he do it in back-to-back years? Now that uh, there is the, quote, book on Jordan Love. Can he do it in back-to-back years? So you don't want to go, oh, boy, he's top five, and give him that kind of money only to find out that, you know, once the book's out and they understand the nuances and understand, and, and there are some shortcomings. He was, he, he's good. He can be cerebral. He can throw into windows. But we all saw it throughout the season. There are times when you need the, quote, big arm, and the big arm isn't necessarily there. It's not like the weapon that Favre and the weapon that Rodgers had. That's not it. It's not on that same level. We have saw we saw too many passes underthrown in floaters. Now, it's like a buddy of mine uh, I was talking to last night. 
He said, look, you've got a hell of a quarterback there. But he's not, he, he's, he's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Joe Burrow. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Hell, he's not Josh Allen. If you saw the pass that Josh Allen threw, the 60-something yarder down the, down the sidelines, to Steph- or the over the middle to Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs, if he catches that ball, he's still running. So it's not that. It's a lot of times where, but scheme-wise, there were guys wide open, wide open, where they didn't have to worry about going up and fighting for a ball. They could just wait for it to float down to them, right? So we'll we'll uh, we'll see what they end up up doing but you don't want to overpay you don't want to get crazy with the idea that you know you need to see it again can you do it two years can you do it three years if i was jordan love and the packers approached me saying that I'd be like look I, I you guys wanted me to sit on the bench for the last three years you could have been seeing right. what i've been capable of right you've only allowed right. me to play one year one year i played really well so i you know I, if i was jordan love i'd push back on that a little bit right oh no they're going to go back and forth because that's what you do yeah that's what you do you don't want to create bad will but you, that's what you do and I think, like, what the Packers gave him this year was was fair, was to say, hey, you go out and prove it. We're going to pay you extra to, to prove it and, you know, go out and give us your all. And he did. And they're going to say, okay, you know, now there's still the skepticism about, you know, some things, and they're going to point out a lot of the things that I, I pointed out. Uh, but we believe you're the guy, so let's be fair. But I think if you're Jordan Love, now, Rodgers – Rodgers is a whole different cat. Favre wanted money, but Favre didn't necessarily need to break the bank. Bus Cook liked that, you know, that moniker of, you know, highest paid player, but they, the the guaranteed money was vastly different. Rodgers, Rodgers had an ego. Rodgers needed to be the guy. Always said he didn't. Always said it was a false narrative. Always said it was outside noise. But yet, he was always the highest-paid guy. Now, whether that was the fault of the Packers or Rodgers, I don't specifically know. I know the first time they gave him the contract, they wanted him. They wanted to show him the love and to be the highest-paid guy. After that, when he kept talking about, I want to follow in the footsteps of Tom Brady, I want to be like Tom. Well, Tom wasn't taking all the money. You know, Tom didn't take... The problem was, Tom didn't take all the money up front. Tom took more money at the end of his career, where Rodgers had already made all that money. So, but Rodgers needed to be the guy. He needed to be king of the mountain. Even though he said he didn't, action spoke louder than words. So I don't know what Jordan Love needs to be. He doesn't seem to have that same level of ego, but now you're going to see an offseason where he's going to be sought after. He's, he outperformed what everybody thought he would do. Now, you know, at the, the NFL Honors Awards, you're going to probably see him walking the red carpet. You're going to see him in demand more. You're going to Now, how does that mind, how does that ego handle the – and just in, in our own backyard in Green Bay, Wisconsin. How does that ego coming off of the heels of an Aaron Rodgers now being anointed the guy, how does that ego begin to handle things? So, uh, Douglas, you're right. Uh, when you see Rodgers and Favre, they just flicked the ball, and it was 40 yards downfield. It's not that way for Jordan Love. 100% career. Uh, agree. 877-867-1670. 
Uh, this one's from uh, C-Mac. C-Mac says, hey, Bill, next year we are definitely going to be a Super Bowl or bust team. They just have to upgrade the defense. If the defense is able to support the offense, then the offense should be able to flow much easier and the defense can pin their ears back. We know this offense can score. Uh, I don't think there's any lowered expectations because of the defense, only if they keep Joe Barry and they don't upgrade the outside pass rush. We have to see more from Rashawn Gary, and somebody has to step up to be better in the trenches. Do you think they flip over to a 4-3 versus the 3-4, and do you think you get a defensive coordinator in here that believes in putting more pressure up front and in the trenches than playing the nickel and dime packages continuously? C-Mac, great email. Um I first of all, if you watch most defenses in the National Football League, there's not a whole lot of them that are running two outside backers plus three interior. Usually it's four man and then you're getting a linebacker that's rushing. Very rarely do you get the consistency of five up front plus two in the middle plus your plus your defensive backs. You don't get that very often. Um because there's not a whole lot of teams that run base defense continuously, unless you just have beasts at every position. <coughs> Excuse me. So uh, I I don't necessarily need to see a, a flip to the 4-3 versus the 3-4 or anything like that, but uh, I agree with you that you need, to conti- you need to find consistency and winning in the trenches, but you need we, it's like we talked about. You need to find the guy. Is it going to be a Brian Urlacher, Ray Lewis-esque, type of player that's going to be a smash you in the mouth middle linebacker that can stuff the run or do you get a guy like a bosa or a you know mason or um, mason max crosby coming off the edge or a von miller or an aaron aaron donald that kind of a dominating down guy that can be the beast you know do you get that or do you get just smash you in the mouth safeties that are ball hawkers which I, I, like I said, I mean, if I'm, uh, I'm buying a jugs machine for every defensive back and saying, I don't care where you're at, put it in your backyard, put it in your front yard, put it in your driveway, put it in your bedroom, I don't care. But I want 100 balls a day fired at you at about 95 miles an hour to see if you can catch. Right? 877-867-1670. Uh, Randy says, I wonder if uh, Campbell's going to be back. He didn't show too much this year. He was hurt most of the season, too. He was hurt. Um, yeah, he uh, he he had the high ankle sprain. He came out of camp. He was nicked up. He tried to come back a couple of times, got hurt again, uh, and then kept trying to come back to the point where he finally did come back and then didn't play well against Tampa Bay. And that was when he put the tweet out saying, I'm, I'm not going to sacrifice myself anymore like this and then get blamed for the ineptitude of the defense. And you don't know whether – my assumption is he was talking about inside the walls of 1265 and not outside. But he said, I, I don't want to be blamed for this. And don't forget his wife is the one that – I think it was his wife that tweeted out, can't wait for this season to be over. This season can't get over soon enough or something to that extent. But, yeah, you you, you kind of wonder where he – but then again, he was all in at the end of the season. When they started playing well, he was all in, man. <laughs> But you're right. There wasn't uh, there wasn't the productivity that we had seen in years past. That I agree. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. He had that good initial year. Got that contract. Regressed a little bit, but he's also been banged up. He's been banged up. Uh, Rye says uh, I've read that Patrick Queen 
as possibility uh, of a replacement to Campbell. Uh, it wouldn't it be ironic that the guy that I thought the Packers were going to take when they made the trade, and instead they traded up and took Jordan Love, I thought they were going after Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen, his first year was solid. His second year, not as solid. Uh, his third year was was better. Last year was better. And then this year was even better. He's got He's gotten better. And now he's coming up on that contract. And if uh, Baltimore decides to cut him loose, wouldn't it be ironic if the Packers picked him up and they ended up with Patrick Queen after all? Right? I remember, uh, who was I going back and forth with? Somebody a while back that said Queen was a bust. I can't believe you even wanted him and on and on and on. I said, well, the guy was banged up. Got to wait till a healthy year. And then he ended up becoming a much better middle linebacker this season out of LSU. I thought he had all the speed, the dynamicness. You put him alongside Quay Walker, and now you've got a really speedy middle linebacking core. 877-867-1670. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. And you know it right now. If you're sitting in your house, or maybe last night you were you were sleeping and you felt a little bit of a chill, you felt a little bit of a breeze, you could hear the wind whipping maybe through the, the cracks and the openings in the doors of the windows, you know whether or not you need new Pella windows and new Pella doors, the entry system, whatever it happens to be. And they have something for everybody, whether it's budget-friendly, going to the vinyl windows, maybe uh, into the middle. You've got the impervia, which is stronger than the fiberglass. Or... Three different, four different styles of wood. They have different hardwares, different interiors, exteriors, different innovations like the slider window, the roll screens and such, all that kind of stuff, not to mention the safe and security, the safety and security that they promote with their doors and windows. Once you lock them down at night, uh, you got to drive a truck through them to get them open. So you know that you and your family are safe and sound. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, and right now, still, there's still time. you still got, what, seven days, eight days? Between now and the end of the month, you can get 0% financing for 36 months, but you can't do anything if you don't call. 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI or go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Eric Baranchek, bottom of the hour. Stay right where you Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Hotel, you've got the Main Street, uh, Canal Street Cafe. They have so much there, so much good stuff. Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. Go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com, and tell them we sent you. Tell them we sent you. Um, 877-867-1670. Let's go to Tim uh, in Sparta. Tim, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? We just lost Tim. Hopefully we can we get him We lost him. Yeah, he dropped off. We lost him. Uh, that's too bad. We would have went to Tim. Uh, real quick, this is from, uh, who's this from? This is, and that's Castaway. Um, uh, oh, Aaron, Aaron. Oh, okay, Aaron from up, uh, goes to Castaway's Bar up in uh, Tomahawk. 
said, uh, I think Jordan Love is going to be worth a lot of money. I'd rather pay him now rather than pay him later. If you give him a short-term contract, he's going to make even more money if he turns out to be great, and then he's going to really bankrupt the Green Bay Packers and put us back in the same situation as we had when the ego was here. I think you pay him now, you front-load it, and uh, that way you are you are able to get out of this contract a few years down the road if indeed it's a bad deal. But I think he's going to be a good quarterback beyond serviceable for years to come. Then he's got HOF, question mark. I don't know about HOF, but uh, he's going to be good. You, you would You would assume, you would hope he's going to be good, no doubt. Uh, Derek says, uh, he says real quick, he says, have to fix the defense first. No matter what happens, you can't say Super Bowl or bust with the defense like we have. Either Joe Barry has to go and somebody new has to come in with a fresh set of ideas that's going to make this defense better, or you have to upgrade the personnel. How much capital have we spent on a defense that is middle of the pack year after year after year after year? And he's got it goes, goes on and on and on for like infinity. Derek, uh, 100% agree. 100% agree. Uh, I don't. You don't know what the level of talent is because it has been so up and down, right? You don't know how good the defense is because you don't. You, you think it's been good, right? In certain areas, but I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how good it is. Because we don't know if it's been the scheme. We don't know if it's been the execution of the players. We don't know if, say, a, a guy like Savage or your safety or your cor- your cornerback play, we don't know if it's been good because or bad because they don't play a lot of man. They don't play uh, a lot of smash you in the mouth or a lot of zone, keep it in front of you, all that kind of stuff. I mean, you don't know. So I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. 877-867-1670. This one, who's this from? This is from Mark. Uh, Mark says uh, they have some decisions to make on the offensive line as well. Uh, I think David Bakhtiari is gone, but would you bring David Bakhtiari back if he just wanted a job for the veterans minimum? You're not going to pay David Bakhtiari to come back. Not unless you have 1 million percent certainty that Bakhtiari is healthy. Yeah, uh, you, otherwise, you're not doing it. Not doing it. Speaking of offensive linemen, John Runyon Jr., take a, Mike uh, Clemens and company caught up to him. Take a listen to what he had to say. He got emotional because he wants to remain a Green Bay Packer. Take a listen. No John Runyon Jr. In this league, you're ready to be kind of like your dad's career. You could play a long time in this league, wherever it may be. I do, yeah. Um, that's kind of who... You know, I model myself after um, just a person who's just going to be out there every game. It doesn't really matter um, kind of the injuries or anything else that's lingering that's going on. I'm going to be out there for my teammates. I don't care if we're 2-5 and five or 5-2. Five and two. I'm going to be out there battling. And um, I think I proved that this year and uh, doing everything I could for this team to make myself healthy to get out there. And the results are what they are. And... Uh, I'm happy with the way that this team was and how we finished out the season. You always said uh, control the control, but also it's out of your control. How do you approach this offseason individual, personally? Yeah, um, I'm definitely going to have to take some time to get away um, and process everything. I really think that we had uh, another two games left in us. Um, I feel like we had a really good team kind of on the ropes, and for whatever reason kind of 
kind of got out of our hands. And if we were able to get that one, go to Detroit and, you know, win that game, that's a game that we won this year already. And uh, on the other side, Super Bowl, uh, we played the Chiefs this year, and it was a, it was a great game. But it's tough um, sitting back. I really felt like this team, you know, had something going. This is probably one of the favorite teams I've ever been on uh, since I've been here. Um, just how young it is and the kind of journey that we went on this year, uh, being two and five and kind of everybody, I mean, definitely counted us out. Um, but nobody really listened to that. Nobody really cared. And we were able to just, you know, do what we do best, just put our heads down and work. And this team, just offensive, defensively, really started clicking. It was really special to be a part of and special to see. Okay. Okay. Any idea of... What their, what their intentions are for you during your future or anything like that? Or? Um, just, just had some meetings with some of the coaches. Um, like I said, they, they like me. They appreciate me. They, they want me back. Um, see how it goes, but I don't really think necessarily the, that's going to be up to you know the position coaches and their call. It's going to come up from a little higher up than that. And um, I love my four years here. It was a good time. Um, I don't know, it was really yeah, a fun time. What does it mean to you to wear the chain? I'm sorry. That was awesome. I don't know. There's a better organization out there. I love the game. It's a good time. Is there a moment during your time here that really encapsulates what it means to be back? I think it's just uh, just the brotherhood. It's unreal. It's an organization. Everybody inside. Um, the people out of the facility. The, the fans. It's a special place. Um, met some really good people here. Um, I hope I don't leave. It was a good time. Really appreciate it. What would you give this organization, John? Um, <clears throat> I gave them all I could, really. Um, I never went out there um, without trying to give my best. And I hope the fans, <clears throat> hope the fans and my uh, teammates and coaches are able to see that uh, really special place. I mean. I don't know why I'm getting so emotional right now, but it means a lot to me. It was awesome. Don't want to leave, but uh, it's not really in my hands. So. There you go, John Runyon Jr. getting emotional, getting emotional, and uh, said, "I don't know why I'm getting so emotional," but as he stated, "Look, it's a really..." It's a really close group. It's a close-knit group. And he said it was just the guys in that locker room. Just the guys in the locker room. 877-867-1670. Let's go to Coach Wentz in lacrosse. Coach, what's going on? How you doing, Bill? Doing okay today. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. Hey, I want to just touch base. Uh, why nobody's talking about the time management from Lafleur at the end of that game. There was 
two two minutes left, and the and the Forty ers had the ball at the fifteen yard line, and they threw a uh, little swing pass to McCaffrey. He got knocked out of bounds. Minute fifty five, and the next play, um, Purdy got flushed and and ran down to the six, and he got tackled with like a hundred or a minute forty six left. And the next play that the 49ers ran was McCaffrey scoring a touchdown with a minute seven. That's 40, almost 40 seconds that the Packers could have stopped the clock and had more time when right. they got the ball back, assuming the, that 49ers were going to score. That's a lot of time to let go off of that clock, I thought. No, I completely agree. And it, here's the other thing. I, I still don't understand why the necessity was – to throw the ball downfield when you had two timeouts, 60 seconds to go, it was a first down. I mean, why aren't you in the ear going, hey, if there's nothing there, throw it away? <laughs> that was the other thing. I'm thinking, why are you doing that? So I, I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. Completely I just, agree with uh, you. Nope, yeah, I get it. I would I would rather have a minute 40 with two timeouts than a minute seven with three timeouts. You know, it, it opens up the playbook. You can run more stuff. Uh, not having to press it. I honestly think Love probably thought he had to make a play because because of the time. And right. If you have more time, I don't I don't think he's making. I don't think. Well, I I shouldn't say I don't think he's throwing that ball because I I don't know. But like yeah. you said, if he threw that thing or just tucked it and ran, and then called right. time out, you know, I mean, there's right. all kinds of stuff he could have done. But it's it just uh, I'm not a Packer fan, so but it, just watching it, it uh, it kind of bugged me because I thought. You know, you're letting an awful lot of time run off the clock, assuming that the 49ers were going to score. So, yeah, no, and that was the other thing. Everybody assumed, <clears throat> excuse me, assumed and knew the 49ers were going to score, and that's what Ryan. Appreciate the phone call. That's what Ryan Wood brought up. It wasn't a matter of whether or not they will. It was a matter of how quickly will they? Because we all knew at that point in time that that defense wasn't stopping them. Unfortunately, 877-867-1670, Let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we got Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette going to be joining us. We'll talk with him as we break down what happened in that contest and get his thoughts on this team moving forward as well. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. place to go if you're looking for lunch today dinner today they have catering as well if you got an office event or maybe you've got something for the family or a, a gathering of some type uh, big boar barbecue is the way to go lunches dinners catering dry rubs or just the good sauced up soaked down uh, ribs they have that the pulled pork mac and cheese is fantastic and oh my goodness that's a place that uh, i can give a thumbs up to coleslaw as well which I don't do that very often for many places, but that place I do. Big Boar Barbecue right there in West Salem. Call them, 608-612-0387, or go to BigBoarBBQ.com. That's BigBoarBBQ.com. Great stuff out there, Big Boar Barbecue in West Salem. Bring him in now, Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, talking uh, about the film and uh, uh, after further review podcast with him and Pete Doherty. Good stuff. EB, how you been, pal? 
Uh, right now, my mouth is watering after hearing that. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm so hungry. Uh, God, it'd be great. I'm doing great. How about you? I'm good. It's uh, it's always surreal at the end of the season when the season comes to an end and there's no championship to go along with it because you're wondering what happened and how did that end up happening. Uh, Film-wise, I mean, there were so many opportunities. The, the, the Packers, you know, they should have won that game. I mean, had they any one of those plays, Savage gets the pick six, Keyshawn Nixon stops the drive, they tackle McCaffrey, and maybe they, they keep him out of the end zone. Anders Carlson hits the field goal. I mean, you can go through a laundry list of things that had they done right in one particular play or the other, maybe we're talking about a different outcome. Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. You know, there's two things. The first thing that came down for me on defense was, hey, dude, the ball gets in between the two mistakes. You might want to hang on to that one. You know? And the other one was, you know, third down, uh, you know, fourth, fourth and one, are you going to try and quarterback sneak? I, I mean, I don't. I think there are probably 30 quarterbacks in the league that would have walked up to that line of scrimmage and shook their head and said, I'm out. We, we can't do this because that is one of the most aggressive front sevens there are in football. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, that for me it came down to those two things. And, and there was a bunch of other ones. Like you had the Keyshawn Nixon, and there's all there's a lot of great stuff. Yes, they should have won, <clears throat> but those two things were like, ah, man. The other thing too is, you know, if I was DC, I probably would have sent a backer to a few more times up the A gap because they did a really nice job of keeping Brock Purdy in the pocket and, and constricting, and it showed. He threw the ball, and you know, he had problems throwing the ball. I don't know if it's the rain, but I want to believe that was the pressure. And I think every once in a while, if they could have got a backer at the eight gap, they could have, they could have wiped that, you know, wiped that thing down. But yeah, should have, would have, could have, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, tell me, how much does Aaron Jones mean to this offense and the flow of the offense? A lot more than I thought in, in week one. Right. I mean, I think when we went back uh, and Pete and I spent a lot of time looking at it. Um, through the course of the season, and, and one of the things we realized is when Watson and Jones were not in the game, were not on the field, they were mm-hmm. not very good. But when Jones was in the was played 65 percent and up on the snaps, it was a, pretty much it was a win. And and so, in my there that's huge. They, they got to somehow find a way to bring him back. Especially like the last five games, I was like the fountain of youth hit that guy. I mean, it was pretty impressive. So they got to find a way to make sure that he can play on this football team because he's so important. And I don't think it all so much with just his feet, but I think he's a really good role model for the young guys. So I want to go back to some of the play calling because it, down the stretch, this team went from giving the ball to Aaron Jones and making him a part of the offense to all of a sudden it was three straight shotguns, not getting the ball to Aaron Jones and not being able to move the football was a three and out very, very quickly. Do you understand what Matt LaFleur was trying to do there? Or I I just, I don't understand the necessity to get rid of Aaron Jones ability at times on this team. It's like, he's the guy that moves the football and all of a sudden they either after he drives the ball all the way down, either they pull him out or all of a sudden he is, uh, you know, a, a pass blocker on the outside and they're in shotgun and not even acting as if Aaron Jones is going to get the football. <laughs> oh, we could go. I, 
I got to be careful here. You got the buzzer ready? Because sometimes I, I need <laughs> a question. Okay, right? so here's the deal. Offensive coordinators outthink themselves more often than not. Okay? They, it, it's like, what, I agree with you 100%. Hand the stinking ball off. It's really easy, especially when it's raining. And he was productive, and he was getting yards. And you know what? If you give it, you get first down, now it's second and six, second and four, second and five. Those are great options for play-action passing. You opened up the playbook. And you know what? If it's third and one or fourth and one, you're, it's, a, it's a lot better down. You know, you're closer to the sticks. Life is good. I don't understand it. And, and inexplicably, every offensive corner, coordinator and every lead in, on every team does it. They get enamored with that quarterback and start, oh, we're just whiz-banging all over. And, and I think it's panic. I mean, oh, it's a tight game. Blah, blah. You know, I'm, I, I, you know me. You've been talking for years. Hand the dang ball off. Three yards in a cloud of dust or a cloud of mud in this case. So defensively speaking, um, we heard uh, you know Matt Lafleur say yesterday that he has to pay more attention to the defense and the possibility of him giving up the offensive play calling. I completely completely disagree with. We had Ryan Wood on a little bit earlier. I said, look, if your solution to get the defense better and get the def- to keep the defensive coordinator is that you have to now go manage the defense, then he's not the coordinator for you. That because you're di- you're diminishing the offense while trying to build up your defense for a guy that's supposed to be doing that to begin with. Do you agree that Joe Barry will no longer be with his team at the end of this at, at the end of this whole stretch here this week? Do I agree that he won't be part of it? Yes. I don't know if I can, if I, I don't know how if I can say that. I can say I hope he's not. I hope, wish he's not. But whether or not he's going to be, I mean, I, they hung on to him after last season, which I thought was a mistake. I God, I don't, I don't. I hope they. I hope they move on. I just think there's so many different things they can do. It. They have some really good personnel that, in my opinion, they're not utilizing properly. I think. I you know, gosh, Quay Walker, he's not a bull your neck stand up in the middle of linebacker and take on a, a, a guard. You know, he's not an Erlag. He's not. You know, obviously not a Ray Lewis or even a Patrick Queen. But I think he's really special that he's long and fast. And I don't understand why they're not blitzing him more, putting him in situations and making defenses have to be aware of where he's at, kind of like a Micah Parsons type. You know, that that's a role that I really like for him. And he's kind of shaky in the pass coverage, um, but he's got these really long arms and he's super fast. I also don't like the way that they, they play catch all the time. I, I think in certain situations, especially if you're going to send backers play bump coverage because the ball's got to come out of there fast. And now, the, you know, and if you could throw a wide receiver off or a tight end off, that ball could be picked or it's just going to land on the ground. So there's, there's different philosophies in, in the, the philosophy that, that they run with the two shell and it turns into a four and they don't do a whole lot of pre-snap movement. I guess that's not a fa- I think defense needs to take the defense to the offense and not sit back and react all the time and – you know, I I think the, the coordinator's got to go, and I, I I agree he's got to, but will he go? I don't know. What do you think? I, I think he should. I mean, I think why did it take you until week 14 to figure out your communication issues? I mean, if, you, if there's all the, the – the kittle. Right. There's no way they were running cover zero there. That safety went down, he should have been up on top, you know, so it's still coming. And yet they're going to defend the guy? Is that what you, I mean, right. what do you think? 
I, I completely agree. And, and the other aspect of this is if Brian Gutekinds continually feels like he's got good talent on that side of the ball and they're at best a 15th, 16th-ranked defense, 14th-ranked defense, then what are you doing? If you're going to be middle of the pack the entire time, got to go find somebody else. If, if you believe you have the talent, then you have to find somebody else to run the defense to bring those numbers up because it should be better, and it's not. I, I agree. I think the challenge is if you look at, at, at San Francisco's defense, and they're, they're, weren't, they're, not, they're not super awesome um, by any means. They're really good. But they do enough. The last play of the game, or the last play that we're, we're loved through that interception. So that's an example of a pre-strap, a pre-snap movement. There, they had two linebackers mugged up in the A gap and a safety up to the top. So they had, essentially they had seven guys on the line of scrimmage. If you remember back to that play, Jordan Love is up there changing the play, and then they, you, you see Myers turning his head. He's actually he's yakking to the guys. And then at the snap of the ball, the two inside guys bail out. So the reason why Love had to get out of that uh, pocket was because 76 is looking for the linebacker, so he's down, and he disappears. And by the time he turns to go get the tackle, Nyman is already beaten. And they had a guy on the outside. So poor Nyman's out there in the middle of the island having to block two guys, and now Jordan Love's got a burn out of the pocket. So that's an example of what I wish the Packers would do more of. They didn't blitz anybody when they blitzed the safety up the top. But they didn't, the, the reason why the, the Jordan Lund got flushed from the pocket wasn't an incredible effort from the defensive lineman. It was schemed that way to fool the Packers and make a mistake, and it happened. So those are the little things that, that I think a lot of like fans don't understand, like what is three-snap movement, three movement and what do you do, how do you roll the secondary and all of those kind of things that the Packers just are dull and boring on and how young quarterbacks can eat this defense up because they don't do anything to confuse them. Real quick before I let you go, um, offensively speaking, the question is, what are your thoughts on Jordan Love? I mean, I thought he had uh, portions of the season that didn't look good. Down the stretch looked really, really good. There was a few mistakes he made in that game against San Francisco that he did earlier in the season. Give me your thoughts on Jordan Love's season real quick. Fantastic. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and I don't normally do this. I might have been one of the only guys out there that was saying, and when he was going, when they were losing those games, you know, people were calling for Callahan. We put it in. I don't. I, I think he is a really good quarterback. You know, and you look at just his physical ability, um, and what we wanted to see this year was incremental improvement every single week. Every single week, get a little better, a little better, something, and it happened, and he did it, and. Um, I think he's going to be more mature. They needed, he needed to get to this game. And unfortunately, Packer fans, you're not going to like what I have to say, but they needed to lose. They needed to lose this game or the next game because otherwise it's too easy. And is, is, the, are the, is the incremental game you know, going to get better? So you need to have a little burn under your bonnet. You need to have a war cry to get you through the offseason that gets you that little bit and makes you grit your teeth a little bit harder. Or you, I don't want to do that extra rep. Or I don't want to run. I think he needed that along with the team. And now he can experience that 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 desire. And, he, and I think he is the kind of guy that I really respect because of the fact that he is mature. He doesn't go after his teammates. Now, maybe in the in the classroom he will, but in, oh, in uh, during the game and on the field, 
He doesn't go after him. And, and that, I think, if you look at Rodgers, Rodgers was kind of the anti-Farb. I'm not going to throw a lot of interceptions and, and be dangerous with the football like Farb was. And you see the beginning of what Jordan Love is, is the anti-Rodgers, is I'm not going to shoot my mouth off and start screaming at ball players. I'm going to be even-keeled and be a good leader of men and want people to rally around me and play hard for me. So it's interesting to see the evolution. And, you know, someone said, well, he threw the interception. Well, yeah, so did Rodgers. His last pass at Lambeau was an interception, an ill-advised throw, and so was Farm. So give the kid a break. Great stuff as always, buddy. We'll talk to you real soon. Been great all season long. And uh, I know once we start breaking down personnel, as we start looking at this team moving forward, I'll touch base again real soon, okay? All right. Take care. Take care, bud. Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette at Eric Baranchek 1 at Eric Baranchek 1. Also, you can catch him on the uh, After Further Review podcast with Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press Gazette as well. Great stuff. Um, uh, great stuff. And I, I, I get what he's saying. I really do. Let's do this. We'll step out, take a quick break. Come Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. He's going to make his regular Tuesday appearance with us, so we got that going on. Also, a little Brewers uh, discussion. Uh, a lot more about the Green Bay Packers. I got a lot of emails to get to as well for everybody that's chimed in today. Uh, JD says, uh, Unit Toy Unit Toy always says to win a championship, you need to have three things. I believe that's health, hot, and lucky. Where do you see the Packers falling short this past season? You got to be good. You got to be lucky. You got to get healthy, and you got to be hot. Those are the four things that have to happen. Uh, I think they it weren't healthy. Uh, you were still, you know, looking for Christian Watson to come back, Jair to come back. I mean, granted, they were trying to get healthy, but I think that, uh, that Devondre Campbell was nicked up. So that's the the first thing. They did get hot at the right time. Uh, lucky wise, mm, they uh, they got lucky and they faltered. They were a good football team. I don't think they were better than here, – here's the difference. That's a great question, J.D. Think about it this way. If you are a really good football team, the plays that – any one of those plays that the Packers missed on, they would have made. And when you turn those plays into second chances for a really good team, they're the ones that take advantage of it. So they were a good team, but they weren't better than – the good team they were facing? That's a great question, though, because everything seemed to be flowing in their direction. Everything did. They got hot at the right time. They started to play collective ball, team ball down the stretch. They were a little bit banged up, but for the most part, they weren't. They, guys were coming back. Um, you know, obviously, Aaron Jones getting hurt in that ball game. We didn't know about it until afterwards. Uh, you had uh, the offensive line was a little bit nicked up, got nicked up during the game, which changed the dynamic of things. Your secondary was getting banged up, but 
You're right. They they got lucky. They had Brock Purdy throw them some opportunities. The problem is they didn't. You know, when oppor- the old ad- adage is when opportunity knocks, you have to answer the door, and they didn't answer the door. And the team that was better answered the door because when you gave them the second chance opportunities, they took advantage of it. That's a great question. I love it when people listen and they pin me down. That's that's awesome stuff, man. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Another hour to go.